need a new podcast check out coma girl by stephanie bond it's a daily podcast that can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts in coma girl the victim of a tragic event lies in a hospital bed at the mercy of dysfunctional family friends and caretakers who all think she can't hear them but she so can a romantic comedy mystery written by stephanie bond that builds an intensity as it unfolds over six months The Coma Girl Fiction Podcast is available on your favorite podcatcher. Listen to Coma Girl Podcast by Stephanie Bond and find out how much you can learn about people when they think you're asleep. Need a rock star romance? Julie Capulet has you covered. Nashville Nights is live today. Get all 388 pages in Kindle Unlimited. Vaughn Tucker is the hot playboy drummer of the Tucker Brothers Band, whose four albums have all hit number one. Vaughn is drop-dead gorgeous and completely out of control. Gigi Hayes' life is a million miles from packed stadiums and high-profile tour schedules. She's a small-town girl who spends all her time working in the library and studying to become a qualified social worker for reasons. When Vaughn meets Gigi for the first time in his life, he's the one who's starstruck. But Gigi is saving herself for true love, and even though she's drawn against her will to the trouble written all over him superstar, She's not deluded enough to believe he's capable of such a thing. But when her first case study happens to be a certain patient who's causing mayhem at the rehab, and when Gigi is the only one he'll respond to, things get complicated. Vaughn has already fallen hard, and Gigi's refusal only makes him crazier. She's an angel, and he may as well be the devil himself. When heaven meets hell, all bets are off. Nashville Nights is a sexy standalone rock star romance starring an out-of-control alpha musician and the one woman who's everything he never knew he needed. Like I said, Nashville Nights by Julie Capulet. Live today. Go grab it in Kindle Unlimited. You're going to love it. Welcome back. Hey, welcome back to another week. Well, look, we romance. It's the second we got another week. We got the rest of Olivia Turner today. Oh my God, I'm on vacation tomorrow. So, well, <laughs> technically, you checked yes. out early. Yes, and my mind is definitely not here. I can't read anything. I'm like, oh man, I need a cookie. Yeah, we've got Olivia Turner. It's the second part of I Look Good on You, and I pulled up the book bio, so I want to read it real quick. Um, since I forgot to on Tuesday, I read her author bio instead. This says, so I was using the pool. Big deal. It's not like anyone was living at the house. Since my neighbors moved out and put it up for sale, I like to hop the fence and study there. But that, but what I wasn't expecting was for someone to study me. Vance Keller. He comes to see the house, but he sees something he likes even better. Me. Now, <laughs> this rich silver fox is my neighbor. He's bought the house to be close to me, and now I can't stay away. This boring neighborhood just got a whole lot more interesting. This sounds it's, so sexy. I it love is. it. You, you've already listened to the first part, but it cracks yep. me up whenever he's like swimming and he sees her run by. He like jumps up and just puts his shoes on and starts chasing her. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Running gosh. Us, I'm like, how do you not fall? <laughs> I love the over the top ridiculousness of this. <laughs> I absolutely adore it. I'm here for it. So I mentioned it on Tuesday's episode, but we're going to answer some burning questions from the lady listeners in our lives. So I post up on Facebook and some of those are pretty like quick. So we can go through those first. Excuse me. 
All right. The first one says, what's the craziest slang term you've come up with for sex or a sexual position? Mine are funky Duncan, Harry Bravo, don't ask. And ding dong ping pong. What is this? Someone answered and said, the Dutch have a great term, which I'm going to butcher with my trying to spell how it sounds. Nurkin into Kirkin. It means fucking in the kitchen. <laughs> so what's one of the best things, slang terms you've come up with for people I having sex? I don't come up with a slang term for sex. Mm-hmm. What do you use slang terms for sex for? Like if people are around? I guess so. Like if you want to make it, like if you don't want to say, oh, they're fucking. Like they're, uh-huh. oh, what is it? The, um, oh, you remember the movie Grumpy Old Men? Yeah. Where the grandpa said all the different dirty words for her, like when he's in the grocery store and he goes up and he's like, do you want to do the baloney bop? Then like he says like, like 10 different things for it. Oh my God. I remember as a child thinking, what are they talking about? <laughs> I think that scarred me for life. We called like we called cum baby better one time, and that was really fun. Yes, I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, that that one was a good one. That one stuck for a little while. But <laughs> Eagle said, "Who edits your books? I get a good vibe from them. Whoever they are, you should publicize them. Whoever they are." And I said, "They're very exclusive." And what's the word? Surly. <laughs> so that's Eagle. She does all of our editing of our books. She's at Aquila Editing. So if you ever need any editing editing services, go find her. She's awesome. Okay. This listener said, what makes a book, in y'all's opinion, better to sit down and read or listen in audio? And have you ever heard an audio book that was just not narrated the way you like and turned you off from a really good story? That's a good question. I usually only audio books I've already read or a book that I'm reading at the moment and I have to put down. So I grab the audio to run errands, but there mm-hmm. are some of my favorite book. If I, about you're on my eight out of 10 on a book, I'll buy your audio just to have. Yeah. And there are some that I, I love the books, but the narrator mm-hmm. is, just, I can't, there's a yeah. whole series I love that I read every few years and I can't get the narrator of it. It's just that bad. Yeah, I agree. There's a series that I really love. I tried to listen to it and the the narrator sounded much older than the heroine. So it kept throwing me off, you know, that she and it was in first person. So she was like, I went to the grocery store. (laughs) (laughs) So it it really threw me off. I was like, oh, I don't know about this one. But the book was fantastic. So I would agree, though, like a book I've read. Or I have a mystery author. Her name's Angela Marsons. She writes the Kim Stone series. I've talked about it so many times. She has a narrator called Jan Kramer, and she is so phenomenal at doing voices. She's British, and she does all these different British accents, and she's so good that anytime she has a book out, like I'll definitely get it because she's just a phenomenal narrator. I'll also do ones that I haven't read before are people mm-hmm. like Olivia Turner or Frankie yeah. Love or Jenica Snow. If they have a short audio come out mm-hmm. and I haven't read the book, I'll go ahead and do those because they're usually only like two or three hours long. And mm-hmm. it's a trusted author. I know it's going to be dirty, sexy, fun, especially if it's short. It's going to be right to the point. Absolutely. I, I agree wholeheartedly. This says, do you have regular jobs or are you just strictly writers? Just curious. My husband is a writer, but it's the side hustle. We used to have regular jobs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this used to be our side hustle about almost, it'll be seven years in July that we published our first book. Really? Yep. 
Mm-hmm. It was Lucky. hard to give up the job or for me. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. We were, you know, not in a good place financially. You know, we, uh, my husband was just like, I don't know. And, you know, he, it's not that he never supported me. He was just worried. Like yeah. he would become the sole breadwinner. And like, like that's such a, a drastic drop to lose an income. But he did have faith in me enough to say, this is your decision. And yeah. so, you know, it, you know, it turned out okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm so lucky that I get to do what I love, you know, and, and it wasn't like right away. We wrote for, I'm going to say like a couple of years before we were able to do it full time. And like you said, it was a big decision for both of us because I think that both of us did it around the same time. It just and- becomes the point when you're realizing mm-hmm. if I put more time into this, this is mm-hmm. actually going to do better than this because you're yeah. just strung mm-hmm. out throughout the whole day. You're working yeah. your regular job. You're coming home and grinding this all night. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, you know, you're doing something that's fun and we loved and it was it was such a treat. Like I, I sometimes I think about, I, I definitely romanticize those days probably, you know, looking back to think like, Oh, I kind of miss like having to hustle and write in the living room. I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> Go and do that shit now. Like <laughs> writing with my babies on the floor, you know, in the living yeah. room, like just like this many other I remember when writing a thousand words felt like impossible. Oh <laughs> yes. I was like, we'll never finish this. Book. Oh, like, but you start small. Like you don't walk outside and run a marathon. It's not yeah. that way with writing and I've said you know before we've discussed it that writing is a muscle and you got to flex it because as soon as you stop it is real hard to get back at it which is why like I think we're both so disciplined about you know we have to write these days this time like we have to have a book out this many times a month like really pushing ourselves to do that because otherwise I'll be on Facebook all day <laughs> not anymore, <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, you're gonna so, be on Pinterest next. <laughs> no, it's in the same day. I was like, don't let me down anymore, download any more <laughs> apps, okay? Oh, real quick, I'm gonna sidebar, but um, LB, one of her favorite movies of all time is Cliffhanger, and it's got, I don't know if you know it, it's got Chris O'Donnell in it, it's from the 90s. But the beginning scene, so this is not a spoiler, in the very opening, the movie starts, he's like, I think he's holding on to maybe his sister and his dad on like, there's a rock they fall and they're all tethered together and he is holding them or something. And the sister's like, don't let me go. Don't let me go. And I can't remember what his name is. LB's probably going to stab me, but she says it all the time when we're doing something. She'll like, if we're in a crowd, she'll grab my arm. Don't let me go. <laughs> like, And she'll say it like from the movie. So anytime I say that phrase, I think about her in that movie. So if you've seen the amazing cinematic, uh, <laughs> let me know. I love it. So that was that had no bearing on this conversation. <laughs> oh my god. All right, this says you've made mention of a thigh tattoo. Can we see it? Do you have any others? Does Mel or Tessa have any work done? Um, I'll start with Tessa. Somebody did ask for an update on her and I think her husband is doing great. He's still in recovery. He's still doing lots of physical therapy. He was in the hospital for 4 months. I think like he went time. in November and came out in like February or so. it was a haul. And so when he came out, he was very weak. So 
He's doing tons of physical therapy, but he's doing great. She posted something the other day on her Facebook. Uh, so if you want to go check that out, you can. You can see regular updates on there. But she seems to be good, doing good. I just can I can imagine that it is a lot to take on with having a partner, you know, that that needs that much right now. You know, almost like it's a disability, like mm-hmm. he's having to recover from. So, you know, we think about her and we miss her, but... You know, we know that you guys uh, want your audiobooks, so we're here in the meantime. <laughs> but um, I know Tessa has a couple of tattoos. She, or maybe she just has the one. I can't remember. But she, I know she has one on her forearm. That's her daughter's heartbeat. She recorded it, and she had someone d- do it on her arm. It's really cool. So, Mel, do you have any tattoos? <laughs> no. My father would kill me. <laughs> I, I don't know. He's so easygoing. I don't, I wonder if he really would care. Would he really at this point? It's not that, it's not like he's going to kill me and I'm really going to be in trouble. But I think we've talked about it. My dad is very great at like annoying you. Know? Like for the rest of my life, we would be at dinner and be like, oh, she got that stupid tattoo. But <laughs> <laughs> now talking to me. It's like, it looks like a stupid pizza or something. <laughs> yeah. Because my sister got a tattoo on her ankle of a ladybug. And he says, mm-hmm. do you remember she got that pizza on her ankle? With oh, black? my God. Stop <laughs> it. I'm good. <laughs> um, I had the first tattoo I ever got is like tramp stamp. But it's just a small little sun. And I remember when I showed my dad after I went to, I went to Key West on my 21st birthday and I got it. And uh, I came back. And my dad said his famous line was, I wouldn't hang that on my wall, let alone put that on my ass. And so that one always got me, but I have, um, I have a tattoo on my ankle that LB and I, we share and, uh, we have like in the same place, we got them at the same time. And then I have one on my shoulder that is a Dave Matthews song and it says, you keep me. And it's, um, it's a sis- the song's called sister. I have that one. And then yes, I have a huge, uh, thigh tattoo, uh, that took just months months and hours and hours and hours I sat I think like six or seven times and and it's not that like it's not like it's my entire thought it's very large because I'm thick she's goes very slow my tattoo artist will tell you first day she's like you're in a rush pick somebody else I'm not it I go slow my work's quality and she's absolutely right like I probably paid you know twice what I would have paid somewhere else but because of the time on it but at the same time it's absolutely stunning. I'll post a picture of it. I need to take a new one because I haven't taken one since it's been finished. Oh, I have my husband's name on my ass. We were, uh, you and I were in Vegas. Yeah, You and I were in Vegas together when I did that one. And I remember I asked the guy, uh, what's my husband's nickname? And, um, I asked the tattoo guy, I was like, I was like, so is this bad luck? And he's like, no, you'll be fine. (laughs) I was like, you're 14. What do you know? (laughs) So yeah, I have that one, but, um, so yeah, that's, that's tattoos. Let's go on to the next one. Three-parter. How did you and Mel meet? What made you decide to start writing together? How did you come up with the name Alexa Riley? We met through blogging. Mm -hmm. Our mutual interest was Lauren Donner. Of course. And then what was the next question? Oh, we went to a convention and everybody was writing and I was like, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we did. We I remember it. I remember sitting in the hotel room and you were or in the lobby downstairs. Remember we were sitting downstairs and you were like, we could do this. And I was like, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> like I was just like, I mean, 
I don't know. Like, and I swear, like, oh my God, that book is probably a fucking mess. I've never gone back and reread it. And there was an author that discussed this the other day where she said, Would you would you ever go back and re-edit your old books or take them down or anything like that? And I thought, you know, it's part of our journey. And I wouldn't want to change that, you know, because at the time that's what we felt, that's what we said, that's what we what was in our heart and in our vaginas. So we were like, let's put it on the page. So I wouldn't change anything, but yeah. But Riley is actually, since I didn't take my husband's last name, it is actually my husband's maiden name. name. (laughs) It's his maiden name. name. Yeah. He changed his name when we got married. (laughs) We'll just say that. Um, So yeah, Riley is the maiden name and Alexa is my maiden name as well. So that was kind of how we we threw that in there. So tell Rob what's up. (laughs) We both got our maiden names on there. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's all the ones I have on Facebook. So I'm going to read the ones from the email now. Hey, ladies, I have a writing question for you. How do you write characters who are nothing like you? I'm writing a book where the character is nothing like me. He's an asshole. He says that he he says what he thinks. He's dark and charming like a snake. He is the villain who becomes the hero. But I found myself not really sure about the writing, the things that he says. Like I'm guilty for him saying the things that that saying things like that do i continue to do this and trust the characters my readers and beta in my readers and beta readers thank you i think it's alia a-i-l-a oh that's tough i like you you though you're the man i think that in every character you can find something Mm -hmm. that is relatable to a degree i would absolutely agree yeah, I think there it's all to be every character, even if they're made up, they're part of you technically. Mm-hmm. You did come up with those lines. Yeah. Well, and if your character is really dark and, you know, you feel like this isn't me at all, like they're, you know, sometimes I've written characters that are really mean, really like, like cut and dry, taking the fall, mm-hmm. you know, that book. And then um, what's the Thanksgiving one we did? Uh, hungry uh, for more, yeah. Yeah, hungry for more. He was really a jerk. And so, you know, those times I looked at it as more of an exercise and fun where I was like, because at the end of it, we're still writing romance. So I'm like, he's got to redeem himself. What does she like about him? You know, if he's such an asshole, how does she want anything to do with him? Yeah. I mean, there's definitely kidnapping stories where the dude's a fucking asshole the whole time and you never like him by the end of it. You know, those books are hard to read sometimes because I like, I mean, for me personally, because I like, you know, sweet romances and over the top, even if he's mean, like you've always said, is he mean to her? Yeah. That's a huge yeah. difference. Yeah. When absolutely. the hero is mean to everybody else but her. Yeah. I think I that's a fair like point. I always like it when they're like, everybody's like, he's an asshole. And the hero one's like, what? He's so <laughs> nice. And they're like, what are you talking about? He's the sweetest. I love him. <laughs> yeah. I love that. When you're like, oh my God, it's Stockholm syndrome. I'm in. <laughs> All right. This one says, hi, lady DJs. I saw your post on Saturday. I wanted to ask a couple of questions. One, if you could rewrite how you lost your virginity, what would the story be? Make the story as crazy as possible if you want. Include aliens, millionaires, playboys, and bear shifters. <laughs> it can't be a bear shifter because I would have been my mate. I know. True story. <laughs> I I wish that I would have. All right. In hindsight, how I lost my virginity wasn't bad. I didn't really know the guy. It was like casual. It meant nothing. And it's not that I wish that 
it would have meant something. Uh, definitely not. He turned out to be a dickhead. But what I wish is that I would have had more sexual ownership of my body. I wish that when I decided to fuck someone that I looked out for me and I didn't, that was not the case when I lost my virginity. So if I could redo it, that's what I'd go for. I don't think that I have, I don't know. I don't really think about, I don't have very many sexual partners and I'm always like, I should have had more. So I'm like, I'm going to take another one out. I just wish I would have gone in like Megan the Stallion and just been like, I just when I ride the dick, I'm gonna say my name. <laughs> you know? Yeah, even though I think like that, I'm like, I wish I would have done more. But for something in my brain, mm-hmm. I equate sex to love. Like if mm-hmm. I have sex, I'm like, for love. Mm-hmm. So point. I can't get yeah. that disconnect. Maybe now that I'm older, I could. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. now I couldn't because now I'm like in fluffy romance land all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe so. When you're like, why aren't we married after two dates? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think there's, you know, there's a lot to be said about going back and changing things and regrets and, and stuff like that. And, you know, there's definitely things where I'm just like, I cringe when I think about it. I'm like, oh, God, I'm such a dick or like, like, oh, why did I do that? Like I lost my head or whatever, you know, like in, in a lot of situations. But I try to be gentle because, you know, someone said the other day they posted it up like this is your first time where you are right now be kind to yourself like you've never done this before it's not like you're living your life and you got to go back and do it all again no we're all in this place for the first time yeah 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 so all right part two if the three of you wrote each other a book what kind of story would it be what character tropes would you have and who would be your love interest well, I don't know. Like, I feel like if I was going to write you a book, I would, it would be so fucking ridiculous. It would be so, it would be like uh, the trope book we did. It, that would be my book to you <laughs> because it's so over the top. Like there's a breakdance scene. Like there's, there's so much dumb shit that happens in that book, but I feel like you would eat it up. Like I'd, I'd love to write like just something utterly ridiculous. Like she sells Girl Scout cookies as an adult to try, you know, like, like something like that. And the hero buys all her cookies. <laughs> I feel like Dan happily ever after. I feel like that would be like, you'd be like five stars. <laughs> yeah. You would need, um, like a kidnapping bit mm-hmm. of an asshole at first. Oh yeah. Kind of thing. I'm such a sucker for assholes. Can my husband hear this? <laughs> No, you're right. I would need I would need something dark like that. I really appreciate what you ladies do for the romance community. So sweet. You are all amazing role models for strong, independent women. Love, Emma. Oh, that's so sweet, Emma. Thanks. That was lovely. All right. Burning advice in the form of question. Hey, ladies, I saw your Facebook post and I thought I'd join in. I felt like since this was a safe place, I can ask another question about vibrators. I asked about what age did you get a vibrator? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyway, my question is, I've heard a lot of stories about women who have lost their virginity through vibrators. Something about it being big or long or something. I was wondering how does it have to be to do, how, how big does it have to be to do that? Because I am intrigued by those vibrators that go inside you and do stuff to your clit, but I don't want to lose my own virginity. I don't know how else to put that, LOL. It is, is it different for every woman? 
I've never used a vibrator before, so I don't really know anything about them other than they look super fun. P.S. I know you aren't doctors or OBs. <laughs> I know. It's like, yeah. I'm not a doctor. It's actually a good question. But it says, I hold on. Hold on. It says, but you're women. So I thought I'd ask. It says, P.P.S. You look really pretty today and every day. I just needed to include that. Thanks for reading. Have a great Easter egg. Okay. <laughs> give it to me. Uh, well, maybe I, somebody can answer this question that's an OBGYN yeah. or works mm -hmm. at one of their office. How come I know I had been fingered and ate out mm -hmm. and all that before I lost my virginity multiple yeah. times, multiple, multiple times mm -hmm. before we actually crossed that line. And when we did actually have intercourse, my virginity was broken. There was blood and I yeah. seen it and there was pain. Why doesn't the fingers do it then? Yeah, I don't know. That's a fair is point. It's not like maybe when the fingers go in, they go around whatever that is you're going to break. So you have yeah, to put like they... on it. Yeah, I wonder too if it's like your fingers kind of like mushed together too. Yeah. You know, it's not like that. And if or they if rub up against it, they might mm -hmm. push down to not hurt you. Yeah. Or if you're really relaxed and, you know, you just sort of open up. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I'd be curious to know at what point. I'm sure every woman is different though. You know, I, I did see this thing the other day. I was reading an article about how the how virginity is a social constraint where it's like, we circumcise men and that's not them losing their virginity just because you lose your hymen doesn't mean you're not a virgin, you know? So I, I think like, that's a fair point as well, that even when you lose your hymen, even if it's with sex, like, or whatever, virginity is a social constraint. If you want to say that you weren't in love with someone, so it doesn't count, fuck it. Do you, who gives yeah. a shit? Your body own it. And I think that just goes back to my earlier comment. Like, I wish I would have had more confidence and ownership back then. And I yeah. hope that this inspires women to do that in the future. Yeah. Okay. Well, real quick, I want to talk about um, JC Wolf. I mentioned her on Tuesday's episode. She has the book, um, book one in the Outdoor Alpha series. It's called Colby. It's 99 cents in KU. It was out live on Tuesday, so you can grab it up now. It sounds really sweet. It's super short. Go dive in. She's adorable. She's a lady listener. Um, when she messaged and reached out, she was just so kind, and I was so happy to talk to her. So I'm happy we could help and, and talk about her book. So go check out J.C. Wolf's book, Colby. And then um, I think that's it. We're going to send you into the second installment of I Look Good on You. <laughs> We'll see you guys on the other side. Bye. Bye. Chapter 4 Isabella I tiptoe down the hallway, trying to keep as quiet as I can while I listen for any sign of my aunt and uncle. They both go to bed very early, so I didn't have to wait too long to head over to see Vance. I spent the evening Googling him. He's all over the internet. The man is impressive. I watched one talk he gave at a huge conference that must have had 2,000 people in the audience, and it brought me to tears. It was so inspirational. He started his company out of his parents' garage and grew it into the 10th largest app in the world without raising any capital. I had a crush on him before, but now it's growing into something bigger. I have intense feelings for him. No one has ever made me feel as special and desired as he does. The way he looks at me? Oh, it's already getting me going from just thinking about it. I slip out the back as quietly as I can and then creep through the dark hedges. My aunt and uncle get annoyed whenever I go out at night, which isn't very often, so it's easier to just sneak out. 
I'm in college and these are supposed to be my party years and I'm barely allowed out of the house. I have to get out of this place before I go insane. Vance's house is pitch black. There's not one light on in the enormous house because the power company shut the electricity off. I walk around the pool up to the screen door. Should I knock? With my heart thumping, I quietly slide it open and walk in. There's a flicker of light coming from the living room and I walk on bare feet around the corner. A roaring fire is crackling in the fireplace and Vance is lying in front of it, lost in a book. He looks so sexy with his hair all messy without any product in it. His eyes are locked on the pages and I take a few seconds to admire him. He's shirtless with only a pair of gray jogging pants on. My eyes travel from his bare feet to the huge bulge I felt pressing against me earlier. It was rock hard and longer than I thought possible. The orange glow from the fire is flickering on the ceiling, giving the large room a supernatural feel. It's a dark, cavernous room, and it feels like it's going to devour me whole. The only safe place is next to Vance beside that roaring fire. His eyes dart off the page and land on me as I start to walk over. He smiles and my knees go weak. He's so beautiful. I can't take it. What are you reading? I ask, swallowing when I see the deep ridges of his hard abs. Pride and Prejudice, he answers in a deep voice that has my insides humming. I was going crazy waiting for you, so I started to read it. The previous owners left it in the study. I sit down cross-legged beside him. Actually, that was me. He laughs. Why am I not surprised? I didn't want to live next to someone who hasn't read the best novel ever, so I broke in and left it on the bookshelf. You broke in? Well, I say with a shrug, my uncle had the key, so I didn't have to smash any windows. Then I'll have to finish it, he says as he looks down at the open page. I put my hand on it and grin. Maybe another time. He grabs my wrist as he drops the book. I moan as he pulls me onto him. Our lips connect as I drag my hand up his hard stomach. The heat from the flames warms my skin, but it's nothing compared to the smoldering fire between my legs. Vance's big, sexy arms are wrapped around me as our lips smack and our tongues dance in a slow, sensual kiss. I bought this house to be next to you, he says as he combs my hair back and starts kissing my neck. You're my girl now. My heart is pounding as arousal pumps through my veins. I gasp when I move my hip and feel how hard he is. Instead of moving away from his erection, I push harder against it, loving the sound of the heavy groan rumbling up his throat. He shifts on top of me as I lie down on the sleeping bag. He grips my breast as he kisses a trail down my neck and onto the top of my chest. I want him to see all of me. I need his eyes on my breasts. I pull my shirt off and he immediately reaches behind my back and unclasps my bra. I'm tingling all over as he peels the lacy fabric away, letting my breasts drop free. Fucking hell, he whispers to himself as he stares at them with heated eyes. The look on his face is pure lust and it makes me so wet to be the cause of it. He cups them both with his big palms and then takes one nipple into his mouth at a time, sucking, licking, and nibbling on them as I gasp with desire and pull him closer for more. 
You are the most beautiful woman ever created, he says as his hands slide down my ribs. He's staring at my naked breasts as they heave up and down with every heavy breath. My pussy clenches when I feel his fingertips sink into the waistband of my jeans. I've never been this wet before. I've never been this turned on. He's flipped a switch inside me. I'd do anything he asked right now. Anything. I watch with my breath caught in my throat as he unbuttons my jeans and pulls them down my legs. He sits back and watches as the orange glow from the fire sways on my heated skin. Now your panties. Take them off. Arousal is pumping through my veins as I lie back down and lift my ass off the ground. His big sexy arms are crossed over his chest as he watches me pull my panties down my sticky wet legs. A thrill like I've never experienced before rushes through me as the fabric peels off my wet mound. With a held breath, I quickly pull them off and toss them across the room. Vance's lightning fast and he catches them in midair. I can feel my face and neck getting hot all over as he brings them to his nose and inhales deeply. His eyes fall closed as the heady scent of my need and arousal fills his lungs. I hope he likes it. The way he's sucking in the smell like he can't get enough tells me that he does. That's my girl, he says as he stuffs them into his pocket. Now open those sweet legs and show me your pussy. With anyone else, I'd be terrified right now. But my mind is clouded with lust, and I'm feeling nothing but the need to please him. I open my legs wide and let him see everything. Fuck. He hisses under his breath when he sees what I've kept safe for him. My whole body is aching for his hands. I want to feel them all over me. I'm massaging my breast as my other hand creeps down to the hot wetness between my legs. Yes, he grunts. Touch that pretty little kitty. Show me how wet you can make it. My back arches as I move my fingers through my aching folds. Vance is taking deep, heavy breaths as he watches me, and I can't help but notice the wet spot on his jogging pants at the tip of his erection getting larger as I play with myself. I start to slide the tips of my fingers inside my pussy, fucking myself right in front of him. I'm shameless about it as I give him a show. What the hell has gotten into me? What kind of power does this man have over my body? I press my palm against my clit as I stroke myself, urging him with my eyes to join the party. I suck in a breath and hold it when I feel his strong hands come down on my knees. He spreads my legs even further apart as his head dips down to get a closer look. He inhales deeply and then moves my hand away. That's enough, he says as he stares at my sex. I'm taking over. This pussy is in my house, which means it's mine, and I want to get a taste. His rough palms slide down my inner thighs, stopping right before he hits my sex. My hips are already grinding and rolling on the floor, tempting him to put those sexy lips just a little bit closer. He's so damn close. Look at the mess you made on my sleeping bag. He growls as he slides his fingers up my slit. I cry out. You want it, don't you, little bunny? Yes, I beg. He slides them back down and starts teasing my hole. You're so tight, 
he says with a heavy groan as he presses a fingertip inside. You're a virgin, aren't you? Yes. Oh God, I can't lie to him. I wanted to, but I can't. He grins in approval. That's what I thought. Sweet, innocent, and ripe as a fruit. You're going to give me your cherry? It's yours, I gasp. Good, he says as he slides his fingers up to my clit. He starts rubbing the hard nub as I feel the thundering of an orgasm coming on. I've never had one before, but I immediately know what it is. Nothing else can feel this good. I feel my whole body shaking. My legs are trembling beside his head. I'll take it, he promises. But first, I want a taste. My body tenses as I anticipate what's coming. When his lips hit, I realize what I was anticipating was all wrong. It wasn't intense enough. The back of my head digs into the hard floor and I squeeze my eyes shut. I'm focused entirely on his hot mouth as he devours my pussy. It feels out of this world. I thought his hand felt good, but this is just beyond words. He groans hungrily as he slides his tongue up and down my pussy, parting my folds. I force my eyes open to look down at his muscular back, rippling and flexing as he eats me out. It feels like his tongue is everywhere at once, in my virgin hole, traveling through my folds, swirling around my clit. It's everywhere, and it's consuming me completely. It's all I can focus on, the intense feeling, the sucking sound, the heat. I grab a fistful of the sleeping bag and squeeze it as the tension of an oncoming orgasm builds and builds within. It's going to break, and I don't know if my trembling body can take it. He's loving it. The greedy way he's grabbing my ass and pulling my pussy against his mouth. The hungry, desperate moans, the eagerness for more. It's all showing me how much pleasure he's getting from this. His palms slide to my lower thighs, and he pushes my legs back until my knees are touching my shoulders. He pins them there as he leans back and takes a long look at what no man has seen before. My cheeks aren't blushing anymore, even though he can see it all. I'm too far gone for that. I'm consumed by lust and teetering on the edge of my first orgasm. I'm way past shy. He dives back in and devours me with a new fury, pushing deeper, harder, faster. It doesn't take long. The intense heat of my orgasm rips through me, emanating from my core and surging to the tips of my fingers and toes. I scream out loud as I convulse on the floor, my eyes squeezed shut. I'm drowning in the pleasure. I'm consumed with lust. When I come back to earth, I'm whimpering and trembling and grinding my hips against his mouth, which is still moving on my pussy like he can't seem to stop himself. It all becomes too much and I push away. His eyes dart up to mine as I put my foot on his shoulder and push back. You are fucking amazing, he says as he climbs up to his knees. I can see my wetness all over his mouth and chin. He doesn't even wipe it off. He must like the taste and smell of it. Keep those legs open, he growls as he grabs his pants and pulls them down. I gulp when his big, long, hard cock springs out. It's huge, thick, swollen, a 
and rock hard with sticky wet pre-cum oozing from the tiny slit at the top. My mouth waters as I watch drop after drop of cum leak out and spill onto the floor as big masculine balls are swaying below, looking ready to unload every drop of cum they're holding into my tight little virgin pussy. I don't even know how it's going to fit inside me, but I'm about to find out because this masculine alpha man grabs his thick veined shaft and comes forward as I shiver in nervous excitement. Chapter 5 Vance Isabella is laying in front of the roaring fire with her legs spread open, giving me a perfect view of her fresh, ripe pussy. I can still smell her sweetness. It's all over the lower half of my face, and I can't get enough of it. Whose pussy is this? I ask in a possessive growl. You're a pussy. She moans as she writhes in front of me. She's so wet. Clear beads of warm juice are still leaking out of her virgin hole and onto my sleeping bag. I grin, knowing that I'm the only one who's ever seen this gorgeous sight. I'm the only one she's bared herself to and that makes me insanely happy. That's right, I growl as I start stroking my hard cock. It's burning for her cunt. My balls are aching. They're packed full of hot cum, and I plan to unload every searing drop of it into her ripe little womb. I'm taking this girl raw and unprotected with my big dick. I don't care that she might get pregnant. I'm hoping for it. I want her bred with my child. I want to be attached to her in every way possible, and stuffing her with my seed is just going to be one more rope tying her to me forever. I squeeze the thick base of my cock and lean over her. She gasps when she feels the swollen tip of my dick sliding up and down her pussy lips. Her back arches and her big heaving tits get thrust in my face. I can't resist them, and I take one hard nipple in my mouth, then the other, until she's begging for my cock. Please, she moans with her eyes squeezed shut. I need you so badly. With a grin on my lips, I grab her hip and yank her closer. Her eyes fly open with excitement as I guide my cock toward her tight little hole. Her swollen pussy lips part easily as I push the head of my cock in. Her face twists up in pain as she looks at me with glazed over eyes. I'm big, I know. It's going to hurt her this time. Once I break this virgin kitty in, I'll be able to ride her easier with only pleasure and without any pain. Her pussy clamps down around my head and I groan, knowing this is going to feel incredible. Her cunt is so tight. It's a sweet pain and one I'll never forget. She grabs my arms as I start to slowly push in deeper. Her nails dig into my skin and her body tenses up when I come up to her cherry. Take it she whispers, urging me to continue as she pulls on my arms. I grin as I thrust in hard, tearing through her virginity as I lay ownership on her tight little pussy. It's mine now. She's mine now. And she always will be. We both moan as I push all the way into the hilt, holding my throbbing cock inside her as I savor this beautiful moment. Her wet cunt is clamped down on me so tightly that I can barely breathe. It only starts to loosen up when I slide back out and then back in again. 
warm juices flooding out of her, coating my shaft, coating my balls, making a mess between us as I break this pussy in. How does it feel to have your man's big cock in you? I ask. She lets out a deep moan. So good, she gasps. So fucking good. There's nothing but lust and arousal in those sexy blue eyes of hers now. She's loving this. Your tight little pussy was made for my cock. I moan as I thrust in and out of her a little faster, a little harder. She starts whimpering and crying out as I break her cunt in. It's going to curve to my dick for the rest of your life. No other man will be inside it, ever. No, she gasps. It's yours. I only want you. That's what I want to hear, I say as I lean down and start to suck on her tits. She runs her hands through my hair, pulling me into her chest as she grinds her hips with every thrust. Come here, I say as I lean back up and pull out of her. A loud, frustrated whimper bursts out of her mouth when I pull my cock out. Put your lips around my big dick and taste how good your pussy is. She immediately bounces onto her knees and grabs my dick. Without hesitation, she starts sucking me off, licking up her thick cream off my shaft and moaning while she does it. Fuck, I hiss through clenched teeth when I feel her tight lips dragging up and down my cock. Her hot little tongue is all over me, teasing my head and swirling around my shaft. I want to come just like this. I slide my hand down the slender curve of her back and over her round cheeks that are thrust in the air. She moans on my cock as I slide my fingers through her crack, over her puckered asshole, and back into her warm cunt. Her pussy clamps down tight on my fingers, and the need to be back inside her, reading her ripe womb, takes over. She doesn't want to let go of my cock, but I have to pull it away. Turn around, I command sharply, on your hands and knees. She quickly obeys and offers her wet pussy to me as she drops down on all fours. I grab her ass cheek and slide my cock back in with one hard thrust. Oh, shit. She moans as I push all the way inside. Her heat engulfs my cock and I feel everything coming to a head really fast. I want you to come on my dick, Isabella. I growl as I thrust in harder and harder. My hands are on her ass, squeezing so hard that they're leaving little pink marks where my fingertips are digging in. Make this little pussy come for me. Her body starts jerking with little convulsions as she gets closer. The smoldering fire crackles beside us as I give her harder, deeper, longer strokes. Yes, she screams as she drops her head. Oh, Vance, it feels so good. My eyes are locked on her cunt watching my thick shaft go in and out, getting coated with her hot virgin cream. I feel an orgasm building inside me, growing and expanding with an unstoppable force. I can tell she's close too. She's out of control as her ripe body jerks around. I grab a hold of her ass with one hand, a fistful of her brown hair with the other. All I can think about now is breeding her. My balls are aching. Come for me, Isabella. I growl as I thrust in harder, deeper, driving into her relentlessly. She screams out as she comes on my cock, and it echoes through the empty room. I curse under my breath as her pussy tightens even more. Her body is trembling in front of me as her orgasm consumes her. 
I grit my teeth as I fuck her through it, feeling her hot virgin pussy pulsing and milking my cock, trying to get my seed to burst out. It works. I squeeze her ass as my balls tighten and I come with a guttural roar. I'm buried to the hilt inside her. My cock is close to her womb as it can get as my hot cum surges out and coats her insides. She cries out as her head drops to the floor with her sweet ass in the air. Just when I think I've given her every last drop, my cock jerks and I give her a little bit more. I grin, knowing my seed is in her, and I'm desperately hoping that she's pregnant right now. I want her to be carrying my child. If she's not now, she will be soon. Oh, shit. She whimpers as she collapses onto the floor. Her eyes are already closed as she curls up on my sleeping bag. I want to fall down beside her, but I can't stop staring at the gorgeous view of her swollen red cunt. My cum is mixing with her cream and it's leaking out onto her thigh. You are so perfect, I whisper as I lay down and wrap my arm around her. She leans back into me, pressing her soft ass against my semi-hard cock. I feel it start to get hard again. And I know that this is going to be a long night for us, because I'm not even close to being done. Those logs in the fire are going to be nothing but ashes by the time I'm done with her. Chapter 6 Isabella I love watching Vance cook. He's moving around the kitchen so gracefully as he switches from chopping garlic to stirring the delicious smelling sauce. He refills my wine with a smile and I take a sip, watching him over the rim of my glass. I'm sitting at the island and wondering what I did to get so lucky. It's been the best week of my life, and I've spent every second I could of it with him. I'm in love. How's that wine? He asks, almost as good as the view. He's looking scrumptious in dark jeans and a black polo shirt. The sleeves are hugging his big round arms making me all lightheaded and giddy. There's soft music playing and candles lit around the kitchen. My mind starts to go to dirty places, which are all too familiar these days. When I see Vance dip his fingertip in the sauce and then put it to his lips, I'm ready for more than just dinner. We've been having so much sex this past week. It seems like every time Vance has a piece of furniture delivered, we're having sex on top of it a few minutes later. We can't stay off each other. We've done it in every room in this house, in the pool, on every pool chair, and embarrassingly, even over the recycling bin on the side of the house. It's been wild. Let me show you something while this is cooking, he says as he stirs his sauce one last time. Come with me. My face blushes and my body starts to heat up as I follow him to the stairs. I can already feel the wetness pooling in my panties as I keep my eyes on his wide, muscular back. I'm insatiable around this man. I can't get enough of him. Disappointment hits me when he turns right at the top of the stairs instead of heading left toward his bedroom. This is for you, my little bunny, he says as he opens the closed door. Oh, wow. I gasp when I see what he's set up for me. It's my very own study. There's a gorgeous white desk and a comfy chair overlooking the beautiful weeping willow in the backyard. 
It looks like he plucked it out of a Pinterest board with the stunning white shelves and cute turquoise lamp on the desk. You can study here from now on, he says as I walk in and look around in awe. I can't believe this is mine. It's perfect. I'm so touched. Words aren't enough to thank him, so I drop to my knees in front of him and grab onto his belt. What's this? He asks in a husky voice as he looks down at me. I can see by the darkness in his eyes and by the long, hard outline of his cock that this is the perfect way to say thanks. I fumble with his belt and pull down his zipper as my mouth waters. What better thing to study in my new office than my man's big, thick cock? He groans as I pull it out, hard as a rock and dripping pre-cum like a broken faucet. I bite my bottom lip with a moan as I get a good look at it up close. Slick beads of pre-cum ooze down his shaft and over my fingers. Vance drops his head back and groans as I flatten my tongue against the thick base and drag it all the way up to the tip. His hot seed hits my mouth and my pussy clenches. God damn, he hisses through clenched teeth. I've been so obsessed with fucking your pussy all week that I forgot to fuck your soft little mouth. I open wide and take his big cock in, letting my tongue slide down his thick veined shaft. It's only the second time I've had his cock in my mouth, so I'm not quite sure what he likes. He sinks his hands into my hair as I lick it all over, getting it nice and wet. I can tell my possessive man wants to take control as he watches me with lustful eyes. Do what you want, I whisper as I start to jerk him off. My body is yours. He moves like the alpha he is, grabbing a fistful of my hair as he grips his big dick. I whimper as he tugs my head back, taking control of the situation. I'm so turned on as he traces my tingling lips with the head of his cock, like he's putting lipstick on me. Open your mouth, he says in a low, throaty growl. Wider. That's my bunny. My head is tilted back, mouth wide open, hand now in my pants, fingers buried in my wet pussy all the way to the knuckles. Lust is burning through my veins as I wait for him to bury his huge cock in my mouth. You want me to come in your sexy little mouth? I'm mesmerized by him. My pussy is drenched. It's dripping onto my palm. Yes, I gasp, wanting it so badly. Relax your throat and open up wide. I'll take care of the rest. I open my mouth and try to keep my throat slack as I wait for him with bated breath. He thrusts up and I gurgle as his huge cock fills my mouth. Easy, Isabella he says as his grip on my hair tightens. Let your throat take me in. This time I ease everything, trusting my man to take care of me properly. His cock slides back into my mouth, pressing against the back of my throat. My eyes water. I choke a few times, but I like it. I push him in further, feeling his short hairs tickling my lips until it becomes too much. He already knows my body so well. He pulls out a bit, just as I need a breather. He keeps his head in my mouth for a couple of seconds and then thrusts back in deep. He does it again and again, until my body relaxes and I'm able to take him in deep with not too much choking or gurgling. We find a perfect rhythm 
and I can't get enough as he holds my head in place and fucks my mouth mercilessly. This is how I like it. He hisses through clenched teeth as he watches me with a desperate lust in his dark eyes. I love watching you take every inch of my cock. I slide my fingers out of my pussy and start playing with my clit, rubbing tight circles around it as he fills my throat once again. I'm going to burst. Carnal desires are taking over my brain. I want to feel his hot cum surging down my throat so badly now. Wider, he grunts as his chest heaves. I open my mouth as wide as it will go, forcing my throat to go slack at the same time. His grip on my hair tightens as he thrusts his hard cock into the back of my throat. I grab his thighs and push him in even deeper, loving the burning feeling of being so full with him. Vance lets out a low groan that builds and gets so loud that it turns into a savage roar as he releases deep in my throat. I come to, feeling an explosion of heat inside as his hot cum paints the back of my throat. Tears are streaming down my cheeks when we're done. I pull him out and rub my tired jaw with a moan. Was that too hard? He asks softly as he kneels in front of me and pets my hair. I kind of lost control. It's hard to keep myself in check around you. It was perfect, I whisper as I close my eyes. I'm savoring the burning feeling in the back of my throat, knowing it pleased him. I guess I kind of like it rough. I can sense him smiling as he runs his fingertips through the hair on my temples. That wasn't all I wanted to show you. I don't know if I can take any more, I say with a satisfied grin. I hope you have a little bit left in you, because this is important. He reaches into the desk and opens the top drawer. My heart stops when he pulls out a little purple box. Is that what I think it is? My hands are shaking. He quickly tucks his cock back into his pants and gets down on one knee. Is that? It can't be. But it is. Vance opens the box, and waiting for me inside is a spectacular sparkling ring. But more than that, it's a promise. It's a future. It's a world of endless love with the man of my dreams. Will you marry me, Isabella? He asks. Tears stream from my eyes as I jump on him, wrapping my arms around his neck as I kiss him on the lips. Yes, absolutely, yes. Epilogue. Isabella. Four years later. I dive as the volleyball comes soaring into the corner and hit it up just in time. I'm spitting out the mouthful of sand I swallowed as I turn and watch Sarah set it up for Alice. She leaps into the air and spikes it down, winning the game. Yes, I shout as my girls jump on me, celebrating like we've just won an Olympic medal instead of the cheap trophy that the community center hands out to the tournament winners. I still love volleyball, even now that it's just for fun. Sarah pulls me up and my eyes dart over to where my boys are sitting in the stands. Vance has his arms in the air, cheering. My adorable three-year-old Liam is copying him. My heart swells as I watch Vance scoop him up and come rushing over. You did it, he says as he wraps a loving arm around me. I kiss Liam's mushy toddler face a bunch of times until Vance is impatient for his kiss. You taste like the beach, Liam says as he wipes the sand off his lips. No, 
Vance says as he pulls me in closer. She tastes like heaven. He kisses me hard on the mouth, and my body goes weak like every other time his lips are on mine. It's been four years together, and every day feels like a dream. I moved in with Vance after he proposed, and we never looked back. We were married on the beach in Kauai three months later. It was perfect. At first, my parents were hesitant about the age gap between us, but once they met Vance, they were on board. They're obsessed with Liam and spoil him rotten every chance they get. Let's get you home, Vance whispers in my ear. I don't like all these guys watching you in your little red shorts. All the girls are wearing tight shorts, I say with a laugh. But none of them have an ass like yours, he growls as his hand grips it. Let's go home and get those shorts on the bedroom floor where they belong. I fight back a moan as my body tingles. And let's get my cock deep inside you where it belongs. He doesn't have to ask me twice. I grab onto his hand and rush to the exit. Hey, Sarah calls out. Aren't you going to stay for the trophy? Nope, I shout back as we continue to the door. I got something better than a trophy waiting for me at home. And I can't wait to play with it. The end. This has been I Look Good on You by Olivia T. Turner. Read for you by Avi Page. The Glass Slipper by Kay Webster is live. Betraying the most powerful man in New York wasn't something I ever envisioned when I first started playing games with Winston Constantine. But he's engaged in far more dangerous games than ours, and his enemies are out for blood. Winston has my heart. The Morellis have incriminating photos, and I'm left with nothing except three stepbrothers who want to hurt me and a future in doubt. I knew Winston wouldn't be my Prince Charming, but that didn't stop me from falling for him. After all, the slipper fits, and I'll let myself believe I'd be dancing with Winston forever. Until too much truth comes to light. Until I realize, instead of ruling the board, I was just a pawn. In the end, I have only one question. When his game with me is over, will I be able to pretend as if the glass slipper wasn't a perfect fit? Grab the glass slipper by Kay Webster today. You guys are going to love it. See you in just a second. Welcome back. Hey. It's got all the dirty goodness. This was extra dirty this week. All the dirty goodness. I love it. So go check out Olivia T. Turner. Like Mel said, she's got some great reads. Just just find her and binge. <laughs> just find her and binge. Just all I can say. Hunt her down in the streets. So if you really like this one, then I definitely suggest the Loves Come First series with the four mm. brothers. They're all um, 99 cents and in Kindle Unlimited. She also mm -hmm. has a couple of quick audiobooks, like I was saying before. She's got like five or six of them. Some of them are bears. They're all like two and three hours long. If you're running errands, they're great for them. That's what I used them for. Fuck yes. And again, everything will be in the show notes down below. So wherever you're listening to on this device, you're listening to right now, hit details and it'll all be down below. So go do that. Right. Up next week while I'm thinking about it, let me check it. I know we were off last week for spring break, but we came back with a brand new book from Olivia Turner. And so next week, oh my God, I forgot. It's us. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I know. I'm so excited. It's Wedding Cake Crashers. So this was a book we came up with on the podcast. We were discussing wedding cake and how good it is. And I said, I want to write a book where the heroine just goes and crashes weddings for the cake because that's my ultimate goal in life. <laughs> so we're so excited to bring this in audio. It's never been in audio before. So this will be really fun. 
So it actually comes after um, Sweet Enough to Eat. So yeah. Go uh-huh. ahead and read Sweet Enough and Eat. Mm-hmm. It's her sister that's the next book on the podcast. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Go, yeah. Go grab it. Listen now. Get ready for next week. We'll see you guys next time, I guess. All right. Tell them what to do. Fuck your day up. Make say your bitch. Don't be a dick. Bye, guys. Bye. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance. Read.